Welcome to War Games, hosted by the sales genius Joe Ingram. If you're looking to win the sales battle, then you have joined the right team. In the War Games group, we devise strategies for sales, marketing, branding, mindset, and attitude. We enlist the assistance from the most successful producers across all industries. We then share their knowledge and techniques with you. Our single goal is to get you ready for your next sales opportunity. When it comes to crossing the minefield of sales, step in the footprints of those that have crossed before you. Now, prepare yourself for boot camp and beyond. It's time for the war games to begin. Welcome to the Sales Genius Podcast, everyone, and War Games Group, for those of you in the group. I'm your host, Joe Ingram. Today, we're diving into the transformative power of storytelling with our guest, Mark Carpenter. Mark is not just a storyteller, okay? He's a serial storyteller, right? And so... Uh, he's turned his passion of storytelling into a thriving career in marketing, education, corporate training. He's here to share how the art of storytelling can revolutionize the way we teach, the way we lead, the way we sell, and the way we inspire. So whether you're an entrepreneur, a marketer, or just someone who loves a good story, this episode's going to be for you. So I want to get started. Let's bring a couple VIPs up into the house. JR is with us. Netta has made it in with us. And then there's some guy named Mark Carpenter that you may have noticed was going to be here. So let me go ahead and move everybody around a little bit. And we're going to say, Mark, switch with me. And there we go. So you can be there. Mark, welcome. To this is a war games group, a private sales training group within Facebook, but also you are expanded out into the worlds of LinkedIn, right? Into uh, what else? YouTube, two different channels, and uh, up here on X, which I refer to as Elon's toy. So <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And, and thanks welcome. for the great intro about the transformative power of story. And you, you, you made the comment there. So, or even if you're just somebody who loves a good story, and isn't that everybody? I, yeah. I, mean, I think we all love a good story at some point. And that's part of the power of storytelling in our business lives too. Yes, absolutely. I do have a question. If I can start us off with going down this road here, um, can you share with us how storytelling has evolved in the business world? and its overall impact on sales and marketing strategies and what you've seen coming up for all this time. Yeah, it's really interesting. When we started the book, Master Storytelling, back in 2018, we thought, oh, this is going to be something new. This is going to be something out there. And we realized there was some out there. But in the last five years, there's been this explosion of information around the power of story and, the, and storytelling. Now, I think part of that has to do with the research that's behind it. There's been a lot more research behind what happens in our brains when we hear a good story and how does that impact your business in a, in a positive way. The reality is, though, storytelling has been around since the beginning of mankind because this is how we make sense of the world. 
as human beings. We can get data and information, but the way that we really make sense of the world is through a story. And I think that that has just come with us from the beginning of time. And it's how we connect as people. Think, think about it from a sales standpoint, stories connect us. And isn't that what you want to do as a sales professional or an entrepreneur is you want to connect with the people you're talking about. And Absolutely. so I think that there's been a realization over the last decade or so of the power of this in connecting us as human beings. Absolutely. And I, I will tell you, one of the running things that we have in the sales world, right, is we say, you know, the facts tell, but stories sell. Yeah. Right. And it helps you to actually understand the context of whatever facts you're putting in. So I do. I love that. So I don't want to take away from all of your thunder. I just have a couple things that I was looking at. So I, I don't want to I don't want to stop you, Mark. But so how does an entrepreneur begin down this journey? Some of us believe we're not great storytellers. Some of us believe that we are just, you know, the person who goes out, sends out the document that says, do you want to buy or not? And then we wait for it to come back in. So then my question to you is, how does somebody start down this road? Right. Is there some the eternal introspective I've got to go through? Is there something that comes up that I need? Yeah, to Yeah, it, it, storytelling is a way to get us out of that uh, spray and pray approach. You know, that we we just send a bunch of stuff out and hope somebody you know buys from us. And uh, people that say to me, "Yeah, I'm not a natural storyteller. This just isn't in my wheelhouse." I, I ask them, "Okay, what's what's a hobby that you love to do?" And in fact, I'll, I'll I'll even pick on you with this one, Joe. When you very first started your podcast, your very first podcast episode, how good were you at being a podcast host? Oh, just amazing. No, not at all. <laughs> that was I love me in my garage, very oh, dimly lit. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Yes. Yeah. And half the time, my mother-in-law was staring at me while I was talking, right? Because she wanted me to go <laughs> do something in the house. Head. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so. who is this guy? Okay. How did you get better? Uh, consistently doing it over and over again. It's what going on two and a half years of me firing this up every every week. And, and at the same time, you probably looked back at some of those earlier episodes and went, "Ooh, I need to change this. I need to change that lighting. I need to change the way that I do this intro. It's the same thing with storytelling. You have to get in and try it. Now, certainly learn how to do it. And this is what we teach people both in our, in our book and in our workshop. How do you more intentionally tell these stories in an effective way? But once you learn, you still have to practice it. I'm still practicing it. There are still times that I tell a story and go, eh, I got to change that phrase. That didn't quite work. And so it's a matter of doing it. But just like any other skill, it's a skill that can be learned. It's a skill that can be developed. So don't discount it from the standpoint of, oh, I'm not a natural storyteller. You can become a storyteller, even if it's not something that's perfectly natural to you at this time. Okay, perfect. So again, I'm, I'm very selfish in throwing out my questions. I do want to just let you talk and start going with it, but I've got, I've got other things going. So um, quite often, like I, I'm in one mastermind group that I'm in, right? Where when we started it, they said something, they were like, Joe, just let it loose. And I was like, oh no, you can't handle Joe at full strength, right? And they were like, what? We dare you, we dare you. So then it became a very, very dynamic one because then I had other friends in there that were there and we were just over the top 
but everybody understood it, right? So how do you balance the art of storytelling with the need for authenticity and transparency, right? In the fact that everything we do is going to end up on a video somewhere, right? And, and we live in a world of misinformation. I, I think part of that starts with your intentions and understanding what your intent is in telling a story. If your intent is, I, I want to look good, I want to kind of brag about myself, I want to, I want to shine in front of these other people, yeah, I'm okay yeah, with that. that's probably the one that's going to come across as inauthentic. Okay. But if you're yes. thinking, I want to help this person understand how my business or my product or my service can serve them and how it connects to them and to their needs. Well, that's going to focus what story I'm going to tell and how I'm going to tell it. Because my intention is about them, not about me. And, and it's, it's funny. Sometimes people will say, well, but it's my story. It's my product. It's my company. And so isn't it about me? But it's not. If your intention is to serve the other person, the story is really about them and how what you're selling connects to them and to their needs. Got it. So my bride and I were at an event the other day where uh, we were listening to Ed Milet. He was at one of the church things that came up. But Ed said, um, if you're ever nervous, if you're ever upset, then you're thinking about you and not who you're supposed to talk to. Right. And it's changing Holy your God. your thing that goes through. So I know for me, that's a lot of the, the issue. But do you find yourself trying to dial in which actual story would be best for wherever you are at that point in time. So, cause again, so I, I have clientele in many different industries, not necessarily does a, something about automotive deal with movies, right. Or deal with software sales or something along those lines. So are you brandishing a different story because i want to get to the i have my natural ones which is come on mark tell me the framework tell me what i gotta do right you know i'm gonna try and squeeze out every page in the book but <laughs> um so my question when you look at that is that is there this tool belt you have or do you adjust the stories to fit the environment and then would that necessarily be authentic and my answers are yes, yes, and yes. Okay. Uh, so you, you do. You Thanks, do everybody, build. paying attention. To this. <laughs> That's oh, a wrap. Yeah. 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 No, you you will build over time this cadre of stories that you can pull from, that you can use for different situations. But you also may have one core story that you just tell in a slightly different way for different audiences. To your point, the automotive industry may be different than the motion picture industry. But there's some core needs that fit in there, such as, boy, I need to feel good about the decisions that I make, or I need to make sure that we're serving uh, our customers' needs in the best way possible. And you can have a story that illustrates that point that you can tweak a little based on the needs of that person that you're talking to. But again, it comes down to understanding what are those person's needs and what's the story that's going to help them get there. I'll tell you one of the other objections I get a lot, Joe, is people say, well, I just don't have a bunch of stories. I don't know where to come up with all these stories. And my response to that is just look around because they're all over your life. What is our life but a series of little experiences that really are stories that we can tell? 
So look for those times that you have an emotional reaction to something. It could be an interaction with another person. It could be something that you hear from somebody else and you hear their experience. Maybe you can borrow that experience as, as one of your stories. But when you have an emotional reaction to something, there is some kind of lesson embedded into that experience that you could turn into a story to teach, lead, sell, and inspire. So if I was just somebody random named Sandy Archer, right? I just made that up out of nowhere. But um, she said she's more relational and not sure she's a storyteller. What do you say to that one? Being a storyteller is all about relationships. It's all about creating that relation. And, and I would bet that Sandy actually is more of a storyteller than she thinks. Oh, she I probably Go look at her Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Sometimes we don't even think about what we're doing as telling a story when we're just sharing an experience that connects us. But when we're building relationships with people, we are typically doing it through story. We're doing it through shared experiences and through shared understanding. That's a story. And so think about where that common ground, where that shared experience is that can connect you to the people that you're working with. That could be internally as well as externally. If you're leading a sales team, how do you tell the story to help your team see that they need to make a certain number of calls during a given day or that they need to follow up within 48 hours on leads? Whatever the behavior is, there's likely a story there that illustrates that point better than just saying, here's the list of the things you need to do, go do them. And that's okay. building the relationship, but, but stories are relational. Okay. Perfect. All right. So now I want to, I want to be quiet because I, I was dominating, got all my questions out here. Right. So what I want you to do is, is now let's share with somebody, don't give away the whole book, but um, see, look, you ready for this one? Look at Sandy. See, I do tell silly stories about my mishaps, right? So then okay, so I gotta screw up to more. <laughs> let, let me respond to Sandy in that. The stories about our mishaps are some of the best stories we can tell because they are lesson learned stories. Right. And what's our purpose in telling that story? Again, it goes back to that relationship that we're building with the other person. I want to help you Avoid the problem that I had by making this mistake. So I'm going to tell you this story of the mishap that I had. How would you handle that differently so you don't have the same kind of problem that I had? Those are the best kind of stories to tell because the other person can sense, oh, this is this person's doing me a favor. They are helping me out by helping me see something that I might not have seen before so I don't have to suffer the same problem that she suffered. Absolutely. So... Again, um, if I don't know how many steps we have in storytelling, but give me a couple of them to where I can get people to start thinking about what's going to make it. Like, is there a secret recipe for the best story is X, Y, and Z, right? You know, it, this, is, this is like chocolate chips or chocolate chip cookies. There are all sorts of chocolate chip cookie recipes out there. And they all create pretty good chocolate chip cookies. It's just a matter of how many steps you have to take in it. So if you go back to Joseph Campbell's narrative arc, he talks about 18 steps of the story, which, which are fantastic. I mean, it's so right. detailed. But if I'm with a client and I need to tell a story that takes two to three minutes, I don't want to have to think through 18 steps. No, not at all. That, that's that's going to kill that my brain. Is my, my journey. Yeah. 
So yeah. And so we've actually narrowed it down to three steps. Okay. And, and we look at it as the intro, which you can also see as the current state, and then the conflict and the change. And so the intro sets the stage to say, here's the problem that I was facing and how it relates to a problem that you're facing. Okay. Here's the situation. Here's who's involved. Here's the goal that I'm trying to accomplish. And then the conflict comes in with something got in the way of me trying to accomplish that goal. And so that goal becomes at risk, whether that goal is increasing my efficiency or saving money or getting along with the other people on my team, whatever it happens to be, something is at risk of that goal being accomplished. And then the change really leads to what your intent is in telling that story, because that's where we learn the lesson. And it could be a, and I did this and I still couldn't solve the problem. So we can see that, okay, don't try that. <laughs> how can you overcome, how can you do something different than that? That goes back to those, those mistake stories that, that we can tell. Or it's this person did this and they got this better result from it. And I want you to be able to have that better result too. And so thinking of it in just those three sections makes it so you can consolidate even a longer experience into a fairly efficient story to teach an important lesson or to get across an important principle. So that's a little too easy. Can you add a couple more steps just because <laughs> I'd rather struggle oh. through it so I feel better, right? I don't want to sit down and go, really? You're not telling stories because of these things? Come on. Yeah. We have to make yeah. this complicated, Mark. Come on. Right. This is not on, something man. that you can say in five minutes. we got a 45-minute show. What you doing? Come on. Come on. Uh, sorry, man. Sorry, man. I do not do complicated. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> I don't yeah, look like it, but I'm the enforcer, Mark. Get get with right. it. Right. Yeah. I told JR. Or you you're going to be telling stories sure. posthumously. So, so, so let's be real about this. There are some details within that that you have to understand. Okay. Uh, to, to craft your story well. But particularly when you're trying to, when you're starting out, when you're somebody that's trying to build this skill of storytelling, I don't want you to have to think of eight steps or nine steps or 15, or I, I, I don't want a big number. I want this to be as simple as possible for you to get started in. And then you can build into the detail as you go on and as you develop this skill. And you'll see some of the nuanced changes that you can put within that. But we just start with that foundation of this intro conflict and change. And if you can get that into people's heads, people can can tell that story. People can take their experience and you really start with the change. You start with the end and you say, what, what's the point that I'm trying to make with this story? And that helps you edit out all the extraneous stuff in the intro and the conflict because it's leading to that point that you're trying to make. That's a mistake that I see people make a lot is they want to share this experience and it was their experience. So they know every single detail of it. And so they talk, start talking about the temperature and the direction the wind was blowing and what day of the week it was and, and things that don't really matter to that end point. But if you're clear on that end point, it's going to help you edit yourself so that you get to that point more effectively and more efficiently. Okay. Sandy threw in a question. So is there a standard time limit for a story? 
You know, and that depends on what your Three purpose minutes. is in telling a story. Oh, yeah. if, if, you're, if you're telling a story from a stage as part of a keynote speech that lasts an hour, well, you can tell a little bit longer story. But in your day-to-day -day interactions in the sales world or in, in leadership, you probably don't have that much time. And so we always say two to three minutes is probably a good length for the type of story that we're talking about. Okay. So, um, of course, the, the natural call to it is give me a great example of your framework in a story that Mark knows. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, give you a, I'll give you an experience that happened to me yesterday. Perfect. So this is, I, I, I haven't even told this to anybody yet. It's probably going on my LinkedIn uh, feed within the, within the week. But I had to call a um, product support, technical support line for a new computer that I got because I was having trouble transferring the data over. I kept trying. It wasn't working. and I couldn't figure out why it wasn't working. It seemed like it should be simple. And as I'm getting ready for this call, I'm thinking they better not give me crap about this or I'm going to like return the product and get a refund. So there's kind of my current state. Right. Okay. And I've got this problem that I need to overcome of getting a little things. bitter. I'm going to point out, Mark, just so you know. <laughs> OK, anybody that's been in that situation, you're bitter with me. And that's <laughs> part of the power of stories is that you felt that feeling before yes. you felt that tension. So I get on with Heather at this technology company and she's very pleasant and things. And I'm like, OK, but I'm gearing myself up that I. You know, we're not friends. I'm, I'm going to make sure I get my way. And she says, tell me the problem that you're facing. And I described it to her. And in my experience, when you describe things like that to product support people that are very technical, they tend to turn it around to, yeah, there's something you're doing wrong. Have you ever had that experience? Of course. Where all of a sudden they turn it back. They're wrong. You. They're wrong. But yeah. I have experienced it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and as, as a consumer, as the one on the other end of that, that would just build my frustration with them. Heather did not respond that way. Now, you see, here's the change. Here's where we're turning from the, from the conflict to the change. Because what Heather said to me was, thank you so much for coming in with a really clear definition of the problem. That's going to really help us solve this. Okay. All of a sudden... Heather's not my enemy. Heather's my friend. And in about 15 minutes, we walked through and she had to search a little bit to find where it was, but we found the problem. We fixed it. We turned it around. Now think about what that does to me and my relationship with that company. I was right. ready to abandon their product, but now I'm a fan. Yeah. And so Raven. I tell that story just thinking in terms of if you want people to be fans and not enemies, treat their concerns like they're valid concerns. And you'll, you'll get a lot farther with that. So did, did you see the intro, the conflict, yep. the change? I did. There I you did. go. And it, so and it triggered you, Sandy already. Did you, did, you, did you have a timer on me for that to see how long that ran? No, Sandy was texting saying he took more than three minutes. <laughs> 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 well, I did stop to, to kind of assess where we were in the story, yes, too. Yes. So then you I gave us status updates. So, yes. but, so. but that was probably around, if I told that straight through, that would have been around three minutes, I think. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Okay, so, right, I know we're creeping up towards the end, and I don't want to take too much of your time. 
tell me why somebody's buying the book. Tell me where, where is it they're supposed to go? Now, I put the thing. Yes, Andy said I threw her under the bus. I most definitely did. <laughs> yes. So I put a link into Amazon. Is that the best place to go get the book? Is it better to go to master-storytelling.com? That's been scrolling on the screen for all of you inattentive people that were just captivated by Mark. It's at the bottom. It's been there since the beginning. Okay. But yeah, please don't let me distract you from my website. I, I, I want you to get that one under underhand. Um, but yeah, to, to buy the book, the best place to do it is Amazon. You can get it there in all its formats, uh, ebook, e paperback, hardback, audiobook. Uh, if you get the audiobook, you have to be able to tolerate the sound of my voice for two hours nice. and 53 minutes. Um, <laughs> I read the book. Um, so the, the website's the best place to go for extending beyond that. Now, we have a couple of free resources on the website, including this little document we call a story catcher. It really walks you through some of the things that we talked about, where to look for stories, how to how to take that experience and craft it in intentionally to a story. So it gives you a little extra guidance on that. That's a free document you can download from the free stuff page on the website and come there to get more about our workshops that we have, where we go deeper dive on why storytelling works how you can use it, where you can find your stories. And you even develop within the workshop a story that you're going to tell and practice it a couple of times at the end. So you walk out with a good story that you can use to teach, lead, sell, and inspire. That's fantastic. Excellent. It makes perfect sense is why you want to do it. Because wouldn't it be better to practice this with someone who can provide you feedback and is not buying from you before you go in to do this? But... In general, I believe storytelling, if you stop and understand every movie that you watched was a story that somebody put in, right, into a format that they could turn around and now give it to you to say, here, here's here's a movie format. But it had to be a script, had to be a story, had to be an idea before that, right? Yeah. And every time, what happens every time you go watch a movie and it says, based on a true story? Right. Well, I don't know what happens to you, but every time that happens to me, I, I think how much is based on and how much is is uh, fictional in this? Right. How much is the fluff they added to it? Yeah, it was based in the same city, but that's yeah. the only thing that was part of it. But maybe every time. Yeah, exactly. I just look at it and I go, as soon as I see that based on a true story, like I used to tell people no matter what movie it was. If they if they go, oh, hey, I just read this book and it was like that. I'm like based on a true story. And they're like, what? What? And I was like, well, maybe not. You don't know. But right. And then so every every movie was. Yeah. I remember my mother. I told her, hey, Michael, do you remember that movie? Michael with John Travolta as the angel, whatever. She goes, I saw that movie. I go based on a true story. And she's like, it's what? <laughs> there you go, mom. There you go. That's but you, Joe. You just identified the real power in story, because even though I'll use the example you gave, because I actually love that movie, Michael. Mm -hmm. it, it, no, that didn't really happen. But what true story is that based on? That true story is based on hope that we're all looking for, right. and hope between our relationships, and 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 it's a story about the the kind of dark side, the caustic side of business that can come in there. And do we really want to be those kind of people? It's about who you want to be. Do you want to be a caustic person or do you want to be a hopeful person? Don't ask JR. And, and, and that's based, that's a real story. That's the yeah. story of all of our lives at some point. 
again, that's how and why we connect with stories as humans. Okay. So the number one reason someone would buy my book is... To improve their ability to connect with other people through storytelling. Boom. And that's that's what we all want in business is connections with people because people buy from those they know, trust, and like. And storytelling is a great way to build that no trust and like factor with other people. Absolutely. No, I'm in complete agreement. If you can convey a story, then all of a sudden people can relate to what it is and the relating will get you much further. Because again, we tend to do the word vomit where we throw up everything that's out there. We do feature benefit, feature benefit, feature benefit, and none of us actually go, oh, by the way, there's an advantage to you, Mr. Customer, on this. Exactly. But hearing about another customer that went through something is so much easier to take, right? Yeah. Provided you followed the master storytelling book. Right. And the framework. Come on, guys. He gave us three. Right. He told us it's the intro or your current situation, the conflict and then the change. What is it that came out of that? And I think that I just did a web series two months ago where we put it all together for the hero's journey. Right. And yes, way too many steps. Right. So you, you take the 14. I'm cutting it back down to eight to try to put everything together and stuff. But three is so much easier. And I think you guys just need to accept the fact that that's the three things. That's the framework. Go in and do it. But I would get the book and see all the stuff that we left out of this show because this is the teaser. This is the one to tell you, right? To say, hey, this is what you got to do. But I think Mark's brought forth a lot to us about what is the value of storytelling, what is being good on, on storytelling, what does it look like, right? And how does it get you to sell more and earn more? That's there. So, ooh, we're just getting time because the poster's coming loose back there behind you. So, oh, we, it, it they, must be time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, he told me when I hit the button under the desk, it's going to start pulling the book book poster down. So. But real quick, just another question now. It's you and one other person, Daryl Harmon. Yeah, it's my good friend, Daryl Harmon. And when I started this process, I, I was doing a bunch of other things. And I'd kind of been thinking about it for a while. And then Daryl got in a position where he had some time. And I started talking to him. And we just collaborated on it and, and put it together. Daryl has now gone on to do some other things. So I'm the one that's running the, the workshops. But yeah, he's uh, not as he cool as you. collaboration. We get it. Not as cool as you. We got it, Mark. <laughs> He's a pretty cool guy. I actually love Daryl. <laughs> yes. All right. Perfect. So I want to say thank you. JR, any questions? I had just two very quick comments. The first of which is I see like the structure of the three things was great. Uh, don't listen to what I said before. Edit that out, Joe. Yes. But, but anyway, um, that. It's an evolutionary process. You have a great message and you want to have the message continue. So what you're going to do is repeat and much like a comedian that's testing some lines and keeping the fun lines that are get laughers. And so you have a winning three sandwich there of all three pieces, so to speak. Yeah, I, I can see that being part of the process. Yeah. Right. And right, by right doing on. it with people that know it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We can all sit and tell stories to one another and go, yeah, that wasn't good. That wasn't it.
But if you were in the workshop, you'd be able to go, and this is what I'm saying. This is how I get there. And right. But, but right? it's the result why. I want. And, and yeah. even understanding the why helps you to narrow down the what. The other thing, and it's more of a historical nature from the Basque area in France, where my family's from, which is sort of like Normandy and down below. Um, they had something called a raconteur, which was a storyteller. And, and, and he was a paid guy. And yeah. he'd do these stories and he'd improve them town for town so there'd be more money coming in. He was selling his story to get his money. Some of us are uh, Mother Teresa and others are just trying to keep the lights on, you know? Get she me was very wealthy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I need to buy some more of Nita's candles. You know what I'm saying? I need some dough. <laughs> but anyway, those are my two, two, two cents worth for you. But otherwise, brilliantly, with all just three items, it's so simple. Yeah. That's what makes it brilliant. And, and, and you know, you're you're talking about the that storyteller in that Basque region. This is how we retained history before everybody could read and write. And oh yeah, my God, we lose some posters, posters though. <laughs> but this is this is how we retained history, and this is how we connected to each other. Exactly. And so yeah, it, it, it just it just gives the historical perspective of why storytelling is so important. And if things evolve, so what? It's not the point of the the historicity. It's the point of telling the story, being entertaining, and ending up with like an Aesop's fable. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Great. Thank you very Great much Mark, for taking time out of your day. Love to come being out with you. No, it was fantastic. Thank you so much. And for everybody else that's out there listening, go out and tell a story about what you sold. Right? So go sell something. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>